morning and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and our Lord and King, Jesus the Christ. Amen. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us pray. Lord God our Father, through our Savior Jesus Christ, you have assured your children of eternal life and in baptism have made us one with him. Deliver us from the death of sin and raise us to new life in your love in the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, by the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Our reading for this second Sunday in Easter is from John chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you withhold forgiveness from any, it is withheld. Okay, Google, what's the weather forecast this weekend? Hey Siri, call mom. Alexa, set my alarm for 7 a.m. It seems that the human voice has new power. Now we don't have to type with our thumbs anymore. We can talk to our devices and they will do what we ask. Or at least that's how it's supposed to work. It's the sort of thing that was science fiction just a few years ago. At a time when most of the information that went into a computer was on punch cards, Captain Kirk and others on the USS Enterprise talked to a computer. And now we all can talk to the computer. We can dictate to our word processing programs. We can surf the internet without touching the keyboard. And we can call up a recipe in the kitchen without dirtying the tablet screen. God created the voice to have power. When sea lions gather in large colonies to raise their young, hundreds of pups will swim out into the water together and come back together. Once on the shore, they find their mothers by listening for the distinct sound of the mother's voice. In time, all the young find their way back to their own mothers. Easter is, among other things, about the power of the voice. 
on this second Sunday of Easter, the risen Lord Jesus comes to you and to me to speak his peace into our hearts so that we may speak that peace to the world. This is what we read in this morning's gospel. After Mary and the other women told Jesus' disciples that they had seen the Lord, the disciples did not really believe. By the evening of that day, the disciples are behind locked doors, like a little hutch of rabbits, afraid of the wolf that might be looking for them. This is the church at its absolute worst. Hunkered down, huddled together, letting fear rather than faith control their every thought and action. Then suddenly Jesus comes and stands among them. John says the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. But in their joy, not one of them apologizes for his behavior over the last few days. No one says he's sorry or that they should have done better. Perhaps part of the reason is they don't get a chance to say anything. Instead, it's Jesus who speaks the first word. And just as was the case at the sound of God's voice in creation, the sound of Jesus' voice creates something wonderful and new. Peace be with you, he says. This is not a wish or a hope. It is his gift to them. Peace be with you, he says. And there is peace and joy. This the disciples could only begin to realize as the whole point of what Jesus had been through. Jesus' death on the cross was to reestablish the peace between God and man that had been shattered when he first sinned. Sin will always stand as separation, conflict between two parties. In sin, we live for ourselves, not for the other. In sin, we cannot be in harmony. Our will gladly yielded to the other. In sin, we could never be with God because His holiness cannot be in relationship with unholiness. But by taking our sin to the cross, Christ removed the separation and reconciled us to God, bringing us back into peace with Him. The whole scene repeats a week later when Thomas at last is with the disciples. The doors are still locked, but Jesus comes again. He speaks the same word, peace be with you. Rather than scolding, Jesus encourages Thomas to touch and see the wounds. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Even though some 2,000 years have passed since that first Easter evening, the church still struggles to get out from behind locked doors and into the world. And boy, how true today. While we might not fear suffering the same cruelty as Jesus suffered on the cross, the fear that kept the first apostles locked up, there is as much to be wary of in the 21st century as there was in the first century. And this, not only a viral pandemic which will pass, but the challenges many congregations face, figuring out how to connect with postmodern families, our own health and aging, the increasing hostility to religion generally, and among the most effete elitists in our culture, a condescending animus to confessional Christianity in particular. The breakdown of families amid an alphabet soup culture that sees truth as utterly malleable, if even real. The temptation, however, is for us to focus all our attention on our fear 
and let that fear paralyze us. This text from John 20 is not about how the world locks its doors to the gospel, but how the church locks itself away from the world. The irony of the disciples' locked doors is that, is that they weren't really keeping out soldiers looking to crucify them, and they weren't keeping out friends and relatives who may have wanted to ridicule them for following Jesus. There is no record of either of those things happening. The one they were locking out was Jesus. They locked out the word he had so clearly spoken to them about dying and rising again. And in locking out that word, they locked out Jesus. When fear becomes our focus, we fall into the same trap. We lock out the Lord who time and again tells his church, do not be afraid. Jesus will have none of it. The securely locked doors are no problem for him. I mean, if the grave could not keep him in the ground, their padlocks would not keep him outside the room where they were gathered. And so he comes and stands among them and among us and speaks his word, a word that brings the very thing it says, peace be with you. This is Jesus' word to you this second Sunday of Easter. Peace be with you. Peace, your sin is forgiven. Do not fear the world, I have overcome the world. Peace be with you. That word comes to you and me today with precisely the same power as it came to those first disciples on the first Easter and to Thomas a week later. John reminds us, these words are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. In his word, Jesus comes among us today, and we experience the power of his voice. He doesn't just tell us about peace, but he actually speaks peace to you and me. As Dr. Martin Luther puts it, for when Scripture says that God speaks, it understands a word related to a real thing or action, not just a sound as ours is. He spoke, and it came to be. Jesus spoke his peace to you in the water of your baptism, where you were joined to his death and resurrection, and you died to sin and rose to new life. That peace is spoken to you every time you return in repentance to your baptism, and he says to you through your pastor, I forgive you all your sins. That peace is spoken to you at his table, where in and under bread and wine, he comes through space and time to feed you his body and blood for the forgiveness of your sins and to lift you from your fears. There his voice speaks peace. This is for you, he says, for the forgiveness of sin. And we rise from the table at peace, ready to go into the world. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. The Lord cannot be bound. His word will not be bound. And his followers do not live behind locked doors. He sends us out into the world, but we do not go empty-handed. He breathes his Holy Spirit upon his disciples, and to his church he hands the keys to the kingdom of heaven. If you forgive the sins of anyone, they are forgiven. If you withhold forgiveness from anyone, it is withheld. And with that, we 
like those first disciples, are sent to the world to be the voice of peace. Our voices, our human voices, become voices of power, not because they're louder, shriller, wiser, or more entertaining than other voices, but because through our voice, he himself speaks. Long before there was a Siri, Alexa, or Google, there was the risen Lord Jesus speaking to and through people like you and me so that all who are locked behind doors of fear, sin, sickness, and even death itself might hear his word. Peace be with you. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. Let us pray. Risen Christ, you filled your disciples with boldness and fresh hope. Strengthen us to proclaim your risen life and fill us with your peace. To the glory of God the Father. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deer Walk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.